Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. What's happening? I am so excited. You are? I am. Why? Well, life is good. Let's start with that. Yep. You've got thunderstorms outside, which is also wonderful. I love my thunderstorms. We've had thunderstorms every day for a while now, and I am loving it. I love my the thunder gods and I were friends. So yeah. (laughs) I'm like, hey guys, how you doing? But there's other reasons. There is. Okay. Yes. So we actually have a new guest today. Awesome. I keep telling you we need to start recording the the conversations before the call because they're interesting and awesome. This one was no exception. So Darlene Green is here and she is the author of three books, all entitled In Service to Love with Love Remembered, Love Elevated and Love Now. She's a highly sensitive and, and natural empath. You guys will recognize that. We are empaths here. Uh, she's a healer and a teacher and now a scribe. She's followed her heart's direction and discovered the secret in her life. And after many years of practice and study, she experienced an invitation by the masters of the Council of Light to sit down with them and be their scribe every day for a year and a day. And for those of you who are aware of the spiritual sort of pagan side of things, so year and a day is a, is a very traditional timeframe. And the result of 
that work is the three books that I just mentioned. So I'm really excited to talk to her today. And she's already told me she's excited to be here. She's been listening to the podcast. So welcome, Darlene. Welcome, Darlene. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited about being able to be here. I've listened to your programs and I already feel like I like I know you. So, <laughs> that's my secret. So it is your, <laughs> that's your secret sauce. I love it. Is. It is. I'm excited and on track. And let me just say that this room here, my office is full. It is packed. Yeah. Really? And it's, oh, yes. Oh, it yeah. may look like I'm the only one here. But, oh, no, <laughs> so no, no, awesome. no. Mm -mm. Awesome. Awesome. So I know that the people in the audience are going to be asking one question right now. They're going to be asking me, who is the Council of Light? Um, the Council of Light, they're masters. Um, my whole life, I've been really in intuitive and highly sensitive. So Jesus has always been a, a presence for me. And so Jesus is on the Council of Light. And then after I began my own conscious spiritual journey and began to meditate and visions and events started to happen that were pretty darn extraordinary. And Archangel Gabriel and Archangel Michael came into came into my life. As I continued on uh, in my studies, Mary Magdalene became really, really present. Um, and that was up at the top of St. Baume, which is a sacred site in southern France. It was really a very powerful uh, experience. And it was one of those ones that I know that I know that I know that I know. And it really connected all parts of my being and made every part of my of my spiritual journey all of a sudden fall into place and, and make sense. And it was also then, I'm, I'm getting around to all of the beings that are there. It was at St. Bohm that I really had this recognition that who I am is a scribe. And that was when I was doing some studies with um, Danielle Rama Hoffman, and um, and I went to this trip in to France along with her, and so um, she also connected me. Her support also connected me with the Council of Light, as she connects with them as well. Toth is on this Council of Light as well, and Toth is the patron uh, uh, of the scribe. And so um, early on, Toth came to me and was really a. Um, an intermediary between me and the other masters. Um, uh, Melchizedek is a part of that. There are other, uh, the, the council has expanded and evolved over the last um, three, three or four years and includes uh, infinite oneness, uh, the grandmothers, the grandfathers, um, uh, there's uh, the Council of Thirteen, the Council of Nine, Council of the Golden Heart. But what? So there's all of these different pieces and components, and some that I know that I have a very strong soul lineage connection with. But what? All, what they all hold in common is the collective of love, and they all speak from the collective of love. So the Council of Light, when they, when I woke up. On December 26th of 2017, I was met by this most extraordinary experience of being, I saw the whole, the sea of masters. And it's not just the seeing, it's the experience of their presence. And in their presence, there's nothing I could do other than sob. It was just immaculate love and reverence. And I was like almost lifted 
down the hall. I kept on hearing 365 be the light, 365 be the light, 365 be the light. And I went to my desk and this began actually as my own personal work, as my own journal. And um, with Toth as the intermediary, these words started to um, move through my fingers onto onto the keyboard. And so each day's writing, each book of In Service to Love holds 122 days of the writings from the Council of Light. And um, so 366 in total. What kind of messages are these that you're getting? Funny. I thought you might ask that. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) How in tune am I? Okay. So what I have here is I I have just, I'm just going to read a a paragraph here. So rather than me describing it, there's a sense that you get of the, of the frequency of this work. And so very on at the very beginning of this body of work, the council came in and they did a description of why in service to love. And so this is what they said. In service to love addresses an imbalance in life experience. The collective consciousness that is pervasive is one that represents old ways of being. Much of the pain within the physical experience reflects the separation that exists in consciousness between who you are, your perceptions, and how you live. You are on the precipice of a new world one that is in alignment with who you are as a divine expression of God. The purpose of our divine collaboration is to offer a new way of being that is in alignment with your innate divine expression and allows you to be in the physical experience in a way that is seamless, meaning that you access all of you beyond limitations and live a life that is heart-centered and soul-centered. From the stance of your divine nature, you hold the light and love that is you and bring your gifts and light to the world to be the unique expression of love that you are so that's really an outline of (laughs) of of what this experience was that's kind of a an umbrella but as i would sit down every day with the council of light you know again this started as my journal there was i did not intend to be writing a book although probably about you know six months in it became really clear that this was not mine to hold so what happened was that really I was in under the tutelage of the masters. My experience is it's like it's not just as a scribe where the information comes through and I'm taking dictation. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was even more than that in that I was being taught every day. I've also done energetic healing work for many, many years since the since the 90s. And I'm a Reiki master. So I have that level of sensitivity for frequency mm-hmm. and and light. And so, you know, I would sit down to write and I would hear, come and meet us over here. And I would get a sense of the frequency location that they were at. And I would like scan, 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 scan to be able to zero in and meet them. And then, and then, then they would relay the words and the message for that particular day. And then the next day it would be come and meet us over here. But within each message was an invitation for me to also be taking my place at the table. Did you associate where they had you meet them with what the message was? I knew that there was a correlation, but I'm in such a nonlinear space that I kind of don't think that way. There's such a deep internal knowing that I don't need to go to the to the linear way to be able to get 
an affirmation or a confirmation of that. And I know that that may seem kind of strange, but I've lived my whole life. You know, I've always received information in life, even as, as a young child, kinesthetically. So as emotions, and I would receive everything at my solar plexus. There's not, a reason I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> because they're telling me stuff. I haven't on any of these episodes done any sort of messaging for anyone, but they're, they're talking to me for you today. So what they're telling me is that, that there is a correlation and it's not a headspace understanding, Mm -hmm. but there is a kinesthetic that's relevant to your journey about where they had you meet them and the messages that they gave you in those locations, that there is a correlation for you in your kinesthetic being that is, uh, that is a trigger point for the next stage if you can lean into it. So, so to go back and, and to review the messages from those locations from in those locations, because when you were scribing, you were taking the information down and, this is a different state of being having already received it and, and taken it in on the intellectual and energetic level. Now it's about really uh, integrating that and the location in which it was given to you. So that's what they're saying to me now, just as an FYI. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. And and I've got to say that what you're saying has a, has a resonance with me because when I think back to the different locations that, we would be meeting and they changed every day because the work only comes from the now immaculate moment. Right. So there's no going back to what happened three weeks ago. Right. But there was a, uh, there was a frequency uh, experience at each one of those locations that almost felt like it created a tapestry of knowing. And so when you're saying that it was a catalyst, yes. I'm thinking, yes, 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 yes. It was yes. a catalyst for my own unfolding. So the interesting thing about multidimensional work is that it never stops. Right. And so even now, when I go back and I read um, entries in the book, I am moved to those uh, energetic uh, and frequency spaces again. They feel like keys that unlock the next level for me. Yeah. When you said the word tapestry, I got chills. I got the truth chills. That was the relevant piece was the word tapestry and to really tap into the tapestry of all that is. It's not just to be able to correlate each piece, but also to be able to correlate the entire body of work to the tapestry of the the entirety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It it was an extraordinary um, an extraordinary experience. But what I see when I take a look back, you know, now that I have a little bit of, it's like I can see the forest more clearly now, right? And so it's like I see how uh, foundational concepts were offered, and each one of these foundational concepts, and each message is not delivered like this is the way it is here you go, memorize this, this is the way it is. Every message um, each day is is an invitation. It's offered as, consider this, beloved, look at this. How do you feel about this? Consider this as a possibility, and this is the reason why. Yeah. So for example, these layering of, of concepts, 
and actually one's coming up to me to, to be communicated right now, actually two of them. One is the value of us holding the stance in awareness between what we know and what we don't know. That as we consider that the realm that we all, if we're looking for all of who we are, that doesn't reside necessarily within the realm that we already know linearly. So if we can move, begin to move our awareness then to the edge, and what I visualize is I visualize the sphere of everything I already know, and I move my awareness to the edge of that. And to me, it almost feels like a, like a membrane or like a bubble or a, something like that. And as I move my energy and my awareness over there, I am open to be hearing new things. It's a space where the new may arise because I'm, I'm, I'm willing to not rework what it is that I already know, but I'm willing to move to a place that I, um, where what has been unconscious, subconscious and appropriate for my next step in, in growth of consciousness, transformation and enlightenment, right, where it may show up and begin to make a difference for me. So that is one. And the other one is that who we are is source and form. And I have I did a lot of work with with Esther Hicks over my thirty seven years of of spiritual journey. You and me both. I don't <laughs> think there's anybody on the planet who does spirituality that doesn't work with Esther Hicks, man. I'll she tell is. you, talk about talk about extraordinary. And I could not get enough of her work. I was just like, and I attended a number of the, her seminars here in Seattle, and there was a moment when Abraham looked at me. And we were eye to eye and something shifted. Mm. So, you know, there's, you know, the, 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 the path is filled with many beautiful and extraordinary moments, right? Absolutely. And, and Esther also communicated that who we are is source and form. And when I first heard that, I thought, yeah, I can get my mind around that. Yeah, 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 that sounds right. And then I'd say probably a couple of weeks later, it hit me. Who I am is source and form. And it was my experience of that was like a lightning bolt moving through my body. Mm -hmm. And then instead of like, yeah, yeah, I, I get, yeah, I get, yeah, who I am is source and form. It was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, what does that mean? What does that right. mean? And followed by the panic about how, how much responsibility that is. And oh my God, what am I supposed to do with that? Now, That's... what am I supposed to do with my life? And I don't know if I can be this big and ah, right. <laughs> The big now what? <laughs> the big now what comes in? It's like, oh my goodness, what does that mean? And the answer that came flooding in before I could even really finish asking that question was, there are no barriers. Yeah. And so my internal work, my work, and and the and the body of work of in service to love is about exploring those those um, areas that we do not that we perceive that we had a barrier to because we're physical. Between the physical and the non-physical, there are no barriers. There's only just just density and form that is that's that's the differing component here. And so, where I place my energy, where I place my awareness, is the space that I will be able to receive information from. So, if who I am is source and form, then enlightenment is who I already am. Right. And the process of enlightenment really is, as I have discovered in this body of work, is that is the balance and the integration of who I am as my in my human nature and my divine nature. And it's this work integrates, integrates those in a beautiful way so that 
my physical life can be informed by my divine wisdom and knowing and creativity and innovative space. I also found that that's also the location for um, original thought and have my life influenced by that. And then I get to be able to be the greatest gift that I can possibly be. So I'm going to bring you back to the statement, original thought. Mm-hmm. Divine that for us. Ooh. I'm trying to, uh, yeah. So energetically, we're kind of taking off and, and it's the, you brought the energy up so high that it's like, I know, you know, it's a little, kind of makes one cross, cross their eyes. So, so you know, let's try and ground it down a little bit so we can still hear yeah. with our ears too. Um, yeah. I know you're trying to, to, to bring us into our energetic, but some people may be driving, so let's keep them grounded a little bit. <laughs> let's do that. Understanding that we have the capacity for all of it. And I think that that really is the greatest message, in which is that... And I will come back to back to original thought is that if who I am is source and form mm-hmm. and who I am um, and that I have access to the wisdom of my divine nature now, then then it starts a series of questions then internally. Well, how can I access the wisdom of my divine nature? And so original thought has to do more with the frequency location. And so as I can discern so this is another template. Frequency was, location of what? So um, it's a, it's, it's a, and this was also, a, I'm going to try to describe this. This was also an experience that was present at the inception of this body of work on December 26th. Okay. It was, <clears throat> so imagine there's all these different, we, we live within all these different frequency bands, right? And the free our awareness is in a variety of different locations when we're creating the space that we're uh, that our awareness is in as we create will determine the the frequency of the creation yes okay so the experience that i had on and that is available for each one of us. This is not just a, a me-only thing, by the way. Um, I believe that we all have the capacity to be able to move to that, like an immaculately present moment, where we, where there, it's almost an alchemical experience, where there's the, where there's a divine design. There's a design for a body of work or an expression and we meet it at that particular at a particular spot and we have access then to what was not known before so the process of enlightenment as i experience it is me getting better at fine tuning my own frequency awareness so i'm not in the past mm-hmm. and i'm not in the future i'm in this space of immaculate now mm-hmm. And the way that I picture that is um, just to give a bit of a, because uh, we're kind of sp- sp- spread out a little bit, is to <clears throat> imagine a, a golden laser light moving through your from your crown down through the center of your body and move your awareness directly into that. Move all, all of your awareness into that. I'm sorry, I'm having a moment of... Uh trying to catch the the strand in one in the Star Trek the undiscovered country it, yes it feels I feels like I, that 
I, I understand. I'm, I'm, so I'm trying to bring everything present, like into the now, into this present moment. And you realize that when we can connect in the present moment at a high frequency, we have access to the, uh, to the, to the wisdom of our own divine nature. So for example, if I am busy, you know, um, thinking about my day and, you know, I have thoughts of what was happening last week, I'm not going to be able to be present enough and at a high enough fine frequency to be able to connect with where my divine wisdom is located, like as a direct thing. Now, it infuses our life for sure, sure. right? Right? It infuses our life uh, all the time, but it's about developing the conscious awareness to be able to go to where that is. And so I know that it does sound very much kind of like, you know, what's the sound of one hand clapping? Uh (laughs) I, I, you know, I have a friend of mine who refers to it as uh, tapping into your internal GPS. You know, she's, it's that, that tapping into your divine wisdom, right? It's the, the, you know, I, I often give my students exercises to go for walks and to uh, walk by walk by intuition, you know, to navigate by intuition. And like every time you get to an intersection, and you can do this in the car too, if you're good at making decisions quickly, <laughs> but it's easier if you're walking. But um, every time you get to an intersection, you you ask yourself, which way do I need to go? And you just go that way. And and you just navigate. That's one of the ways that you can tap into that sort of internal knowing is by practicing that process of, of waiting for the information to come. And if you're kinesthetic, you definitely want to do this while walking because it comes slower to kinesthetics because they're doing body wisdom stuff. But it, it actually does remarkably well for increasing one's ability to be able to tap into exactly what you're talking about is that that inner wisdom, that inner knowing, that inner guidance, that that moment of now where you're on a place of solidity, you know, where you're you're clear, not not solid, but clear. Um, mm-hmm. The clarity mm-hmm. comes in and there's there's supreme clarity in that space. And I think and you 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 nailed it. It's it is a space of supreme clarity. And it's supreme clarity that's not informed by the past. Right. So that's or anything that I already know. And so that's why it's valuable to consider moving my awareness to where I don't know. I love that that concept. It's a it's a really great way of hooking in of hooking into the the space that you're trying to get to, because Mm -hmm. so much of our lives right now are in the past or in the future or, you know, freaking out over something that could possibly come uh, come into being and right. and and very little of it is in the now and you know if you sit in the now you you're like hey everything's fine the world's not blowing up you know i've got a roof over my head i've got food in my belly i'm i'm you know my bills are paid to the extent that they are for the moment and and nobody's breathing down my throat so right down my neck so what's the problem there is no problem right it's just when you when you project forward even an hour, you know, <laughs> or you look back even an hour, you're just like, ah, you know, but when you stay right here, there's really almost never anything to be worried about. And I, and I think that that I think you're, you're right. It, it, there's a there's a new language that becomes available. And actually, the new language is one of resonance as you explore 
as you explore your nonlinear self and move into that space of nonlinear wisdom. So when you're talking about an exercise of get a sensing for where are you turning right or are you going to be turning left or are you going to be, you know, like hightailing it and going back the other direction, right? <laughs> right? Is, is like, is an inner resonance and begin to understand that. It's like we all have a level of sensitivity that, that I think that our human nature never really gives us credit for, yeah. um, right? Because we're so busy thinking about things and, and, and wanting ourselves to be able to be right. But we have a whole other way of sensing information. There's a reason why there weren't many animals drowned by the tsunamis and it's because they felt them coming and they left the area you know yes yeah you, you know that is so funny i was out walking yesterday and i was i was listening to your show and that that analogy came to me to be able to communicate oh my goodness <laughs> yes but you're absolutely right there's a whole other level of sensing and knowing that we have that if we're only willing to look beyond what we already know we have an opportunity to be able to find it joey's got a look on his face what's the look joey i don't joey's have a abused look. at us no I, I think this has been a great conversation well we have our we have our, our helmets on and the, and sure the wings do. we're yeah we do we're out there sure do yeah, we're, we're definitely flying high today. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question, if I may. Sure. If I may. So are you getting a sense like of like, I'm wanting you to like, uh, like be in the space that you're in, which is a little um, elevated mm -hmm. and and feel how that feels. Does that feel abnormal? Does it feel? How does that feel to you? I'm going to let Joey answer first. Feels very comfortable. It's it's something that Kelly talks about a lot. Is is finding sort of that center, bringing yourself out of the the chaos that surrounds us into the moment of now. So it's a very comfortable place for me, and I know probably for a lot of the listeners. But I think that the conversation between the two of you today has added some context to that that actually makes it more than comfortable. It makes it feel like home. I don't know if that mm. makes any sense, but it makes it feel yeah comforting nice. more than comfortable. I, I, you know, that's interesting. That, that That's a term that I use a lot too, because in this whole process of, of in service to love, it's interesting that I don't feel, you know, like I'm rocket man. I feel, I feel more like me mm. and I feel like I'm home now. Yeah. I feel like I'm finally home and that, you know, the, a part of these these teachings is that who you are is already enlightened. And so really the process then is discovering what is it that gets in the way. And so as I begin to access like these other places, I realize I can move my awareness all, you know, all over the place, but it feels more like me. It doesn't feel like I'm, you know, my, my humanity says what the heck is happening right here. But this other part of me has this deep knowing and, and feels the familiarity of it. There's a beautiful authenticity to it, just in your soul. Mm -hmm. Interestingly for me, I'm, I'm having a slightly different experience of it because um, it's not the way that I get to where, I, where you are. Um, the path that you take is a different path than I take. And so I'm energetically disoriented. <laughs> um, so if, if, if you're out in listener land and you're energetically disoriented, it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It just means that, that um, she's taking a path to get there that's different than the one that you normally take. 
and and that's not a bad thing. I, I always tell people the greatest gift a shaman can receive is a new perspective. And so this is a new energetic perspective for me. And so I'm appreciating that. Um, and and I'm I'm trying to orient myself in the new new uh, perspective that I'm I'm being offered on the energetic. So that's actually quite lovely. So thank you for that. So what I want to say, too, is that, you know, this is also, you know, 37 years, I say 37, but it's actually more like 60 years of, of, of awareness and, and experience that has brought me to now. So, you know, the, the, the work is kind of like, it, it creates that bridge between living our life as a, and this is my experience. It's not, you know, the, the books are not, you know, a story about Darlene, because that doesn't help you. Right. It's it's the messages from the Council of Light that meet the reader. But I've already gone through those those lessons, and so what I experience is that um, it it just well, I just kind of lost my train of thought. But I, I feel like in a space in a space of wholeness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel a space of of wholeness, and I'm thinking, yeah, that that's uh, that that's a good space to hold to hold awareness. Because when I hold my aware my awareness and my state of wholeness, then it pulls everything in. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's I, there's a lot there's a lot of years and a lot of stuff that's behind this. Yeah. To be able, to, I think, probably to get me to the space where I was open to be able to even have this experience. Well, and that's what I was about to say, which is that. Um, when there are books like this, like, like yours, like uh, Neil Donald Walsh's conversations with God, um, even the course in miracles, right. When, when you have channeled material that, that has been brought through, it is particularly useful for people who are beginning their path, who don't have an established pathway to get the information on their own. And so this sort of, of, of avenue is an entry point for people who are trying to get the the more recent messages right mm-hmm. um, I remember reading conversations with God 20 years ago and it was super relevant to me at the time and I'm sure it, I haven't read it in 20 years but I'm sure it would be relevant today but your yours is more recent and therefore mm-hmm. you know presumably more applicable to the current day the thing about channeled messages is that they they give you access to information that you might not be able to to get on your own um, if you're not in that place of being fully connected to your guides and being able to have a conversation back and forth and be able to ask questions and get answers and things like that. And so while you're still in the practice stages, these are really great and 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 if you're coming at life from a completely if you're coming at spirituality from a completely different angle, they can also be enlightening in, in broadening your perspective and in broadening your energetic, which was what I was experiencing today was the broadening of my energetic, right? It wasn't what mm-hmm. you were saying. It was the energy you were putting out that yes. was causing me to have to reorient myself within the energetic space. <laughs> and so um, both of those things have value. So it's valuable to the, to the beginner, but it's also valuable to, to people who are more established on their paths because of the expansion of that energetic perspective. 
you know, uh, speaking about, you know, how long you've been able to be on your path, I think that there's uh, an interesting piece. And I know that this is what I used to do because I have, I'm so sensitive. I would have the ability to, you know, to go into the fine realms of light and awareness and, you know, like fly around with the angels and, you know, I could do that like nobody's business. <laughs> um, and it was really, really fun. Um, but then I'd come back down to earth, back to living life again. And so my spirituality was lived more like light on, light off. Right. As opposed to now, what it what has occurred through this through the work is is um, is this integration. Yeah. And so now, did I say this before? So maybe I started to say this before, and I lost track. Hmm. Big surprise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this, this work is a um, is a bridge between living life as a human being having a spiritual experience and a spiritual being having a human experience, yeah. like in a real way. Yeah. And for those of you who've done the tree meditation uh, on my YouTube site, you will know that that when you do that tree meditation, when you put your roots into the ground and you put your branches up into the sky, you are literally standing at that intersection between those two places that that Darlene just mentioned. And so in between those two existences, and that is where you are the the um, circuit that runs between heaven and earth. And that is uh, a way of, of tapping into that energetic. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is, this has been great, Darlene. It really has. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. May, just, may I just say one thing that Mary Magdalene said, when you're talking about heaven and earth, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Mary Magdalene told me one, one day, she, she said, she said, you know, you are more than heaven on earth. She said, you are heaven and earth. Yes. You are all of it. And as you stand in the, the beauty of your, uh, of your full nature, you express love at the highest, um, at the highest uh, frequency. And that's a great one to end on. It really is. It really <laughs> is. Oh, my. What we Fantastic. do. <laughs> well, I will tell you. And I, I am now hearing, Kelly, all of the listeners out there in listener land, which you often do. Mm-hmm. There's going to be stuff that people want to talk about after this. Absolutely. And we, as mm. always, welcome you to come and join us at the Facebook After Party. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to Spirit forget Shripa the name. Podcast. After Party. Yes, Facebook on group. Facebook. <laughs> this is the <laughs> longest name in the history of I Facebook know. groups. I'm gonna I'm gonna migrate it soon and then I'll shorten the name. Okay. <laughs> I think that it is going to be some wonderful conversations in the group about what Darlene shared with us today, sort of the points that the two of you have made, uh, bouncing off of each other. It is a really beautiful feeling right now for me just being mm. part of this and I appreciate it. And I'm quite sure that that sentiment is going to be echoed by everybody who's listening to this episode. It's really wow. wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. So how do they find you if they want to know more or get a copy of your book or anything? So my website is darlenegreenauthor.com. So Darlene is D-A-R-L-E-N-E and then green, like the color, darlenegreenauthor.com. And so the books are available on Amazon. Book three will be available within the next um, about two weeks. Perfect. So woohoo! So you can binge. <laughs> yes. There you, there you go. 
And, um, and I'm also starting on my website, I'm starting a, a process called Conscious Conversations. This is something that came to me from the Council of Light, and this is how they'd like to be able to access more people um, 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 with with me and with them and with the with the body of work that's in service to love. And so stay tuned. So there'll be more on my website, darlenegreenauthor.com. That is perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Well, unless either of you have anything else, I think we're done. I think well, we're done. Yeah. Except that I have now, I have to write down that Facebook after thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. I will send because you an you invite. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Not a problem. Beautiful. And I'll I'll be there with bells on. All right. All right. All right, folks. Well, that is all that we have for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta and Darlene Green. And you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now. I'll leave behind a little Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at KellySparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to KellySparta.com. This episode of Spirit Trippa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. And my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.